Stampede. Garnerism 217 recorded 218 2024. There's a rising tide against America's support of Israel for leveling the Gaza Strip, producing genocide on the Palestinian people. If the Palestinians hated the Israelis before they attacked and slaughtered 1,200 of them on October 7th, the destruction of the Gaza Strip won't just create fear in the hearts of the Palestinians, or perhaps many in the Arab world, but also a generation of people who will seek revenge for what is happening. It's hard to believe after this war, what is left in Gaza can be rebuilt. And it's also hard to believe America will remain free from retribution. Many people in this world would like to inflict suffering on America and don't respect it for what has been done 
and what it continues to do. While we enjoy what is called a high standard of living, perhaps billions around the world are struggling to survive. If you believe this country is immune from being attacked, then you have little understanding of history. A lot of people around the world would like to bring this country down. And to speak honestly, I could enumerate several ways that could happen. We think we're safe, but a handful of fanatics with box cutters created serious damage on 9-11 in 2001. And I don't doubt that something far worse could happen again. We can't stop what's coming. Many of the things we rely on are interconnected. Take away one, and the system may collapse. We're complex, a diverse country, and some would say that's our strength. But the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction makes what goes around comes around a reality. There may not be any escaping from what is coming, and the winds of war will one time or another visit this country. The belief we spread goodwill and peace around the world by the strength of our military isn't going to sustain us at home. It might be true, you could knock this country over with a feather. Feel better now? Suit yourself. It's sad to say it may be too late for us. No matter how politicians try to convince the American people our future is bright, the facts would suggest otherwise. We have a bankrupt government, a political system corrupted by machine politics, and it's produced powerful and privileged officials 
who have served 30 or 40 years and their concerns are not so much with the well-being of the American public, but a means of promoting consumerism, weakening the values that made this country strong. When it comes to defending this country, we may not have Americans willing to sacrifice their lives for a system they no longer believe in. The first sign that Americans will no longer serve to protect our homeland, will be the use of mercenaries bought and paid for to protect our nation's capital, making sure politicians, for fear of being assassinated, will be safe. People in our own military will no longer be entrusted to patriotically serve this country. And why should they risk protecting a country whose citizens are only interested in being entertained or whose millionaires become billionaires while the middle class and below are ravaged by inflation? No, in the near future, you won't find soldiers willing to fight at home or much less in far off foreign lands when the sons and daughters of the rich and powerful get to enjoy a privileged life. Besides, who are the ones asked to lay down their lives in defending a bankrupt government, endangering the middle and lower classes with inflation? It's not the ones at the top who will suffer. No, the ones that ran this country to ground aren't the ones who will be asked to fight unending wars in distant lands. No, the ones who make the decisions to send our young, claiming we're fighting to keep the homeland safe while everyone else sits back and watches game shows on TV. Yeah. Our youth are fighting for millionaires or billionaires, making the values of democracy nothing more than a cash register.
I won't forgive what was done for profits in this country. And you shouldn't either. Avarice and greed are the calling cards of a consumerist economy, and it hasn't made us the envy of the world. On the contrary, the daily mass shootings, the looting of businesses, the corruption of high public officials, the rising inflation are making the rest of the world question the strength of our country. Patriotism has a strange way of changing when you have a government that can't be trusted to tell the truth, when the people in power aren't working in the best interests of its citizens, but for the interests of corporate America. You don't really believe this country is a democracy when big money determines who will be elected to office and where their loyalties lie. Power corrupts, and money determines who will be elected to office. Politicians don't forget who and what made them come to power, especially if they keep being re-elected to office. It's the job of the lobbyists to remind our politicians to keep funding the production of weapons for our military-industrial complex so we can keep the war machines working. You see, we don't need peace and tranquility. We need our military stationed around the world with the newest and best weapons to conduct war. After all, there's big money to be made with war. And the bigger the profits, the easier it is for politicians to be reelected. It's a nice, neat circle. That way the politicians vote, doing the bidding on behalf of the big money contributors who made them elected. Pentagon loves more money for the defense of this country, and they need the military-industrial corporations to assure they donate money for the political campaigns of the candidates they want or need in the Congress. That way, they can keep the war machine working and the government gets to print more money to keep it going. It's all a neat circle.
There won't be any escaping for what's coming. And you don't have to be smart to see it. The conflict between the Palestinian people and the Israelis will slow down with a separation between the two peoples. The Gaza Strip will not or cannot be rebuilt. And the 2.3 million people who live there will be displaced. I predict Egypt will sell or lease a large tract of land in the Sinai Peninsula to build a new Palestine. It'll require an enormous amount of international resources to build a country out of the desert, but it can be done. It'll take time. But one thing is certain. Revenge is an ancient law in the Middle East, and maybe even time will never change the memory of what has happened. America's support of Israel has many reasons, but since 1947, America had a significant interest in supporting a nation that would be an ally and a region of the world that it could rely on. And the reason for that was oil and America's control and distribution of it after World War II in a deeply religious Muslim world. That was at the heart for why America stood by the founding of Israel. Of course, others would say it was because of the Judeo-Christian religious connection or because of the Jewish people had suffered during World War II and had an ancient claim to a homeland that they had long believed belonged to them. But the American support for the founding of Israel really was because of Middle East oil. That American policy will rapidly change if the vast oil reserves that once existed in the Middle East comes to an end and can no longer be found. Sometime, and it may be soon, America will withdraw its military presence in the Middle East, and it won't be pretty. We'll be accused of leaving the Middle East high and dry, along with our supporting the displacement of the Palestinian people. Israel may have to face a hostile Muslim world without America's backing. And let's be clear, Israel has nuclear weapons, and so does Iran.
to be truthful, corruption of every kind isn't just an American problem. It's a worldwide problem. Politicians, government officials, people of authority like policemen or military leaders are all susceptible to enriching themselves. Authoritarian regimes or democracies all have individuals willing to illegally financially advance themselves or use their position of power to extort. I was once stopped by a policeman in Wisconsin for speeding. He asked me how much money I had on me, and I clearly got the suggestion. He was looking for me to bribe him to look the other way for my breaking the speed limit. I told him I had just driven from Rochester, Minnesota, from the Mayo Clinic to visit my mother in the hospital and was on my way back to Illinois. I said all I had was a credit card. He looked at me with exasperation and said, you don't carry cash. Get out of here and don't come back to this county. I was once stopped by a policeman in Buenos Aires, Argentina, for making a wrong turn in my rented car, and I admit I bribed him with cash, which I left on the passenger seat, which he took and proceeded to walk away with. I'm reminded of Paul Powell, the Illinois Secretary of State, 50 years ago, When it was found upon his death, he had in his office shoe boxes filled with cash worth $800,000. Recently, I watched on TV a woman attorney general in Georgia openly admit she had kept thousands of dollars in her house which she used on trips to the Caribbean with her boyfriend. The point I'm trying to make is we Americans like to hold ourselves above others as examples for the rest of the world, and they should follow our way of life. Well, I'm afraid what we once were can't be found anymore. We don't even have a government trusted by the people in this country. And I seriously doubt whether the rest of the world wants to live by the standards this country now lives by. I remember a different time in this country, and it wasn't always good or even right, but there was something the people believed in, and that's gone.
This week on Garner Isn't, the first three recordings you heard were from the 1947 movie Black Narcissus, composed by Brian Easdale. First, a cut from Ruth's Rejection and Madness. Then, a different cut from the same composition with the voice of the actor David Farrar, followed by a cut by Sister Cloda Tries to Reason Ruth. Next was music from the movie A Nightmare on Elm Street. And finally, two works from the 1941 movie Citizen Kane, The Prelude, and then The Finale by Bernard Herrmann. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.